Entry Level is on a mission to reskill 1 billion people by 2030. This is an audio series to give you the day in a life and insider insights into the most in-demand jobs. Hey everyone, welcome to this audio cast with Entry Level. We're going to be diving into the wonderful world of client slash customer success management with Alicia, who is currently working at Coltrix. Um, did I say the company name right? Coltrix? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say a quick hi to the audience? Yep. Hi, everyone. Nice to virtually meet you and looking forward to today. Awesome. Let's start with the initial question. The first question I have is, what is client slash uh, customer success? Man, that's a mouthful. But yeah, what, what does that role mean? Yeah, so this might be a really obvious answer, but it, it means exactly what it says. And that's often what I tell my clients when I first introduce my role is my role is to make my client successful. And so um, in the technology space, what that means is really, it can mean a lot of different things. You can ask a hundred different client success managers the question, you'll get a hundred different answers. But at, at a high level, what it means is you want to drive adoption of the tool with um, among the client and the organization. Um, you want to ensure that they're getting the most value out of the tool. So do they have the right features turned on? Um, do they, you know, do they understand how the features work within the tool? Um, and then is there an opportunity to expand the tool? So a lot of CSMs or client success managers um, often have a metric around growth. Um, so renewal and then also so growth um, because they're in um, they're having conversations with the client day to day. They know the clients the best um, and they can really be the ones that identify the opportunities to say, hey, you might be interested in this product, um, knowing what your your pain point is here. So um, a couple of different things, but um, really trying to make our clients successful with the tool that they have. Yeah, that makes sense. So. I have a bunch of prior reading and I'm curious to see your thoughts around it. It seems that the tech industry, especially, has started moving from account management into um, customer success management. And from what I see, and this is my uninformed opinion, just sort of looking at it from here, um, it's become a lot less reactive. So when customers have an issue and come to you and like, you know, trying to figure out who to talk to in the company, for example, and then moving into something a bit more proactive, which is, um, you know, reaching out to the customers, seeing how you can help. Um, and then the other thing that I'm saying is that like um, an account manager usually is to ensure that the customer renews as like the sort of focus, whereas a client success or customer success manager is just making sure that the customer is delighted. And then ideally the outcome of that is a renewal. So I'm curious to see your thoughts around that. And is that sort of reflective of what you do? Yeah, I like that definition. I hadn't heard that, um, but I do like that. I think, um, yeah, at the end of the day, we want to, like I said, we want to make sure that our clients are successful. We also want to make sure that they're they're happy. Um, I guess happy is probably step one. And, and I guess there's a lot of things that go into what happy means for that. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean keeping a smile on their face. It means making sure that they, they hit their goals. Um, but the other part is, I, I like the part around being proactive. I would agree that an ideal client success manager isn't just checking in, solving any technical issues they may have, and that and being that more reactive type. I would say it's more. You've got m most companies will have a support team that can do that that can do that kind of help for the clients, um, and it's really understanding what those clients' goals are at. A, 
and what their strategy and what their whole overarching program is and getting them there with the technology. So whether it's using what they've already signed up for or expanding and being a bit more proactive in terms of, again, hey, I know that you're trying to go here. You're not going to get it with your current license. Maybe you want to add this on. Um, and that's good for the client. And obviously, it's also good for your own business because you're growing it that way. Yeah, that makes sense. So then what does a typical week look like for you? And like, if you were to sort of describe your work as like units of work, like, you know, these are three or four things I usually do per week. Like, what would those be? This is probably a really hard question for everyone because you do so many different things in your job, right? I would say um, one is checking in with clients. So um, again, when you first start, you're, when you first establish a relationship with a client, you're understanding their goals, um, you know, what their pain points were, why they, why did they buy? Um, and then you kind of have that set of goals listed out and you'll be checking in with them along to along the way to making sure that they're on their way to achieving those goals. Um, so for example, in my last role, we were, we, we were the client success managers, but we also did the implementation as well. So when we first met with them right after they signed the contract, we would say, okay, this is what we've heard from you from the deal cycle, like from our sales team. This is why you bought. Let us know if this makes sense to you. Um, and this will be our plan. And we'll, we'll try to stick to this plan and get you to hit these goals along the way. And there's certain milestones that we'll set out. So like, for example, one would be implementation. Let's get the tool implemented and up and running. Um, the second would be, okay, let's say 90 days after we implement, um, what ROI have we seen to date? Um, and so all of those check-ins will check back to that original plan and plans change, but, you know, check back to that original plan or some modification of that plan and make sure that they are hitting those goals or hitting those milestones to, to then eventually hit those goals. I would say that's the main thing. Everything else that comes with those check-ins, um, it's really that that's where all the glue kind of comes in. That's where we're, they, they might say to us, oh, well, we're experiencing this issue, you know, in this area. How can you help? Um, and then, you know, you go away and, and kind of make sure that they've got what they need there. But I would say the main thing is just the, the client check-ins. Um, the other thing that we do do on a regular basis is along with the check-ins, those can be quite, I guess, casual and those can be with your kind of current everyday stakeholders. Um, so what we also aim to do is have more of a, like a, in my last role, we did a quarterly business review. Um, but it could be however frequent you want. It could be an annual business review. And that's when you're pulling in maybe the higher level stakeholders um, and really demonstrating the value that you've seen with the tool to date. So one of my biggest things is always making sure that the client is know, the client knows what the ROI is um, that they're getting out of the tool, but also have the collateral to say, to make them look good, right? So like my main client is, needs to tell his boss you know, why are we investing in this tool? Well, here you go. Take the, take the material from the QBR or attend the QBR and you'll be able quarterly business review and you'll be able to understand where that ROI is coming from. That makes sense. So, um, you know, if you were to sort of sum up your week in terms of like, you know, how many hours are you sitting there on calls and meetings and how many hours are you sitting there? Like actually, I guess like, you know, creating reports and things like that. Like what does that split look like? And then, 
Um, could you also elaborate on the fact that like, you know, you do a catch up with a client, what kind of work would you do after the fact Are you chasing up internal people to get stuff done? Are you, um, you know, sitting with them to like design something like, what does that work actually look like? So again, I caveat all of this with like speaking to a lot of CSMs, the CSM role can be very different at very different companies. I'll speak to how my role was at my last company and then I'll kind of say a little bit about how it is at this current company. At my last company, I worked with enterprise size clients. So what we deemed enterprise was massive companies. They at least had five minimum of 5,000 employees. Um, and I only had about 12 clients that I worked with. So I was checking in with them on a regular basis and like on a almost weekly, if not twice a week basis um, to make sure that they had everything they needed. Um, and so and when I compare that to my current role, um, I will have about 50 clients. So, and obviously I can't do the same, I, I still have the same amount of hours in the day, right? So I can't do the same kind of high touch engagement that, I'm, that I did with my last role and 12 clients versus 50. Like I need to manage that better. And luckily the structure is set up differently. That's two different products and companies and whatnot. So um, I guess that's, that's one thing to call out. In my last role, I also wore the implementation hat. So I made sure that, you know, I was talking to them about implementation um, and everything like the technical side of that, uh, like the integration piece of that. In my current role, we have an implementation team. We have a support team. We have an integrations team. So I don't need to focus on that. I just get them the people that they need um, and become more of like, I guess, a project manager in that respect. Um, and then, you know, as we have those check-ins or as we go through those milestones that I pull in the right people. So it's very different from, can be very different depending on what the organization is. If you have less clients, you're definitely gonna be much more involved with them because you've got the time. But if you have way more clients, you need to prioritize and, and then figure out where you spend your time the most. So. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, what do you find are the best parts of this job? Like, what do you enjoy the most out of this? Um, I think, so I like being client facing. I love it. Like I love helping clients. I love help hearing what their problems are. And I really like, I find it interesting learning a lot about other companies rather than just one single company. So um, I really just like being in front of clients. And I also think it's really satisfying to help them. Like I get a lot out of just being able to answer a question and then that makes their life easier. And then that makes them like the tool more, it makes us stickier. Um, I had an example yesterday where I'm in a new role and for the first time since I started the role, I could actually answer this question that a client had. So that was like a huge win for me. And the client actually texted me um, last night at five o'clock and he was like, hey, Elise, just one, he needed it by the end of the day. And he was like, hey, Elise, just wanted to say a huge thank you for, for helping me with that. And I, it like made, I was like, I've never had that before. That's amazing. So it doesn't always happen, but um, it's just a really good feeling to be able to, to help a client in that way. Um, so that's, that's kind of like a more personal thing, right? Like that, I get satisfaction out of that. I think from a growth perspective, there's a lot you can do in client success because you, again, you know, your client the best. So Right now, I'm learning a lot around how to best expand my clients 
business with, um, with Qualtrics. So I previously, in my previous role, we didn't have as much, as much of a focus on that. Um, but now I'm really trying to learn, okay, don't get too much into the technical detail, understand what, keep, keep your eye on the prize, which is that, you know, that success plan or that kind of plan on a page where they've listed out their goals and really try to think about like learn your product and really try to think about how that can help them um, get to those goals. So I think it's a really interesting skill to learn. It's, I think the account management side and like the helping clients, answering their questions, getting them the right people, that comes really easy to me. The part that I think is a bit trickier, but it's really interesting is like, how do I, how do I get them to buy in? How do I get them? How do I, how can I help more? How can I be more ingrained in their business? Um, and it's more of a sales kind of mindset, but I think it's, it's a really good skill to learn. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely challenging. So keeps me on my toes, which I like. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think um, what's interesting about your role is you can actually see the impact you're making because you're so client facing and you're working one-on-one -on -one with them, which is, I think, really interesting. What about the um, not so great parts or the parts you wish you could automate away or like, you know, uh, offload to someone else? What, what are those parts like? I like how you asked that automate away. There's a lot we could automate. <laughs> um, I think, I think what I tell people who are interested in client success, I think at first, one of the aspects that might seem like a, a negative part of the job is putting out fires, right? Like you're, you're going to be the one dealing with the upset client who they've had this, their system break down, your engineers in London, and you just have to basically stall them for, you know, 24 hours. Like you're going to, you're going to deal with a lot of fires and you're going to deal with upset customers because that's just how it works. Nothing is ever perfect. No, nothing is, no product is perfect. Um, and you have to be able to manage that. Now, a lot of people could be turned off by that, but I actually really, and this is hand on heart from the bottom, like this is what I really believe. If you do that right, it makes, if you manage those fires right, it makes your relationship with the client so much better. Um, and it makes your life better in the long run. It also builds a lot of resilience and a lot of skills around how to project the issue manage. And I think in the long run, it's actually a really positive thing. So I know that didn't answer your question, but a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be client facing because I don't want to deal with like client, like pissed off clients. But I actually think it can actually work in the opposite way if you do it the right way. And a lot of that comes with learning. Like I've had a lot of angry clients before, and, but, um, but I think I like the challenge of turn, being able to turn them around. So um, I think that's, that's the main thing. The other thing I would just say is documenting. You have to document everything you do with a client, like all of your meetings, it's just admin and it takes time. I think if you're good at it, your bosses will really love you because it makes their life easier in terms of reporting. But I don't know. I just don't like it. So, so doing Salesforce documentation is not my favorite thing, but it's part of the job. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we can automate that one away, right? At some hopefully. point. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about qualifications um, to get into this role? Is there any standard qualifications out there? Like what kind of backgrounds do people usually have? Um, and maybe even you could share a little bit about how you got into this role as well. Yeah, so client success is interesting. You don't, 
I don't think there's any like pre-qualification you need for any starting client success manager role. Um, I got into the role. I'll tell you how I got into the role because it might paint the picture a bit better. So I used to work in financial statement auditing at PwC and I did that for eight years. So I was like very well versed in that world and I made manager. I was like, this is what I'm just doing. Um, it's all I've kind of known. And I guess this is what I'm doing forever. This is kind of, that was kind of what I thought for a while. I didn't, I just, yeah, I just was so ingrained in that, in that world. Um, but I wasn't happy in that world and I knew that I needed to get out. And so I did a lot of what I always call like soul searching, but, um, it was really like putting on paper. What do I like about my current job and what I, what do I not like? And how do I, how do I get to a job where I can take with me what I like? Um, so in financial statement auditing, I was client facing, which I liked. And I did a lot of project management, which I, which I was good at. Like it just came easy to me. I like to plan. Um, and I, so I took that with me and I said, on the, what I didn't like about financial statement auditing was the, I didn't like the finance aspect of it. Accounting rules just didn't click with me and all of my team would probably tell, tell you that too. So I was, it was no, there was no hiding behind that. Like, but I love being in front of the client. So I did a lot of networking. I read a lot of job descriptions about, I knew I wanted to work in tech. So just take a step back. I'm worked in San Francisco before I moved to Sydney and I was surrounded by tech. So I knew that was what I wanted to do. Uh, it just sounded interesting. It's the future. That's what I wanted to do. So then I, I looked into, I took an online course um, that kind of highlighted the ecosystem of tech without having to have a technology background. So like I didn't have to have a computer science degree or something like that. And what I found was looking at the different ecosystem jobs um, of a technology company, client success really fit the bill in terms of um, client facing and, and project management. Um, and so that's kind of where I decided, yep, yeah, this is what, what I want to do. And I, and I networked with a lot of people who were already in the role and in other kind of similar tech roles, like a product role, um, a research role, just to see like, is this what I really wanted? And then that's what, um, that's what I ended up with. So, yeah. And I think it's, it's been a good move in terms of what you need to get into client success. You need to be like, you need to like being in front of clients. I think that's step one, cause you're in front of clients a lot. Um, and then step two, like welcome, welcome a challenge. Like you're going to wear a lot of hats in client success. You're going to need to know how to get the right people in the door. So making sure you're networking internally, um, you're going to need to be a product expert to an extent. So, um, making sure you're learning the product and being a little bit technical, not too technical. Um, but yeah, I think then that, that project management aspect to some extent comes in as well, because you're going to have a book of clients that um, you're going to need to prioritize in terms of where you spend your time. Um, but I would say number one, if you like being client facing then and, and helping clients, I think as well, um, that's definitely the criteria. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, what kind of traits do the best people uh, who are CSMs have? I was talking about this to my partner last night. I think um, I like to, I'm a people pleaser. 
Um, I think that really shows when you look at a profile of a client success manager. I like to please the client. Um, I think that that can sometimes hurt CSMs because you please too much and then you don't get it. You, you sometimes don't get anything back for yourself or for the company and like you give away too much. Um, so I would be wary of that. Um, but I think, yeah, I think basically someone who wants to help, right? Like someone who wants to help their clients, I think is, is the main thing. And I think someone who is a bit, is okay with being emotionally invested in their job. I think the client, like if you're client facing in any role, you have to, you kind of have to put yourself in the client's shoes um, a lot of the time. And like clients are going to care if you are working in Sydney, but they're in New Zealand and, you know, they need something by 8 a.m. the next day. Like they are not going to care that that's three hours behind for you or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you have to always put yourself in their shoes. And that might mean you need to work later hours for whatever reason. But you then that gives you the satisfaction that, you know, you've helped the customer. So I would say don't expect a nine to five with client success, but don't expect like crazy hours either. It's just a bit more flexible because you're always going to be catering to your clients. Yeah, awesome. I think that's a good warning um, and a good preface to, to what you're doing. Um, any final tips to wrap up? Like if someone's listened to this entire thing and said, this is awesome. I want to get into the field. Uh, what would you say to them? Um, I would say do it. Like I would say network. I would say definitely like that was one of the things that really helped me again, going back to what I keep saying, client success can mean a lot of different things at a lot of different companies. And so reach out to people, like you reach out to anyone. It's shocking. It was shocking to me how everyone I reached out to, whether I knew them or not, they actually helped. They just said, yes, they would go to a coffee with me with a complete stranger. Um, and that was amazing. So like reach out. I know it's uncomfortable, but literally everyone will, is willing to go meet you for a coffee or a zoom or whatnot and, and have a chat. Um, and then I think go for it. I think one of the things I realized when I got into CS was this is really the job for me and I've done really well in it since I've started it. And I think when you do really well at something, one, it doesn't become a job. It just becomes something you really like to do, um, which sounds cliche, but it's really true. If you find a job you really like, that fits you. And two, like you're going to do well in it if you like it. Like you're going to get promoted. You're going to get the salary bump. Like you're going to get other opportunities. Like that all comes if you like your job. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about it, because it really will dictate everything else. Awesome. I think that's a really good note to end it on. Thanks so much for sharing your story. No worries. Thank you.